0: Welcome to the Herald and Modcast.
1: Welcome to the Meryl and Fraudcast.
0: We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got Westworld episode 7. We've got a couple now streaming movies, The Legend of Tarzan and The Nice Guys.
1: Yeah, some streaming movies. If you didn't see them in theaters, you made a good choice. (laughs) Not on both of them. Not on both,
0: but Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Let's talk about Westworld.
1: Yeah, I guess it's really more of just like up to now, because I don't think we've talked about this show outside of maybe the first episode.
0: We talked about, yeah, we talked about the first episode, and we're now at episode seven, and it doesn't seem like we've gone
1: that far. No, I, to be honest, it's like we've, I was so invested after that first episode, and then the second episode, but then I feel like the last three episodes have been sort of just like we're spinning our tires, kind of like we're having the same conversations yep, very with, redundant. The, with the same characters. About the same things. And it's been in three episodes. It's like, how many conversations can you have in an elevator with <laughs> Jeffrey Wright and that Danish woman?
0: Uh, yeah. And how many times
1: can Thandie Newton threaten to kill that doofus guy in the fucking dirt cage place? Or and whatever? be
0: naked. And
1: be naked and threatening. Like, I will kill you. He's like, you're a robot. I'll just turn you off. Boop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, and she's like, how many times do you have to like convince those two dummies to help her out? Yeah. I thought she did that the one time where she threatened to kill him with a scalpel. And then this past episode, she did the same thing. It was like the same conversation.
0: Like, What, yeah. are, what
1: are you doing? Come on.
0: Well, for those of you who are not up to see. up to speed. Westworld is HBO's uh, futuristic show. It's based on the 1971 Yul Brenner movie of the same name written and directed by Michael Crichton. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, uh, people pay a lot of money to go to this faux Westworld where there are people there that are hosts that are actually robots, but they look and act like real people. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it's basically a sick, rich people's fantasy it's kind of like hostile for yeah, western world for, and they're not
1: real people and it's more you know elaborate than just a dark cellar with a chainsaw like hostel. it's like but it is sort of the same properties where you pay a fucking 40 grand a day
0: to do sick shit yeah if you, you
1: can want kill you can rape you can fucking have prostitutes and yeah you can do whatever crazy shit you do on the open trail the open frontier
0: yeah and and anthony hopkins is one of two of the original creators and He's great. I mean, Jeffrey Wright's great. He's great. We found out there was a big revelation with Jeffrey Wright's character this yeah. episode. Uh, I don't think we should disclose it because it's too huge. It's like a game changer. Well, but- it's just
1: something that if you haven't seen any of the show, if we told you what happened, you'd be like, ah, oh, well, now I don't want to watch right. it. Like I don't need to watch it. But yeah, it was very revealing. I think that's why we decided to talk about it today because we haven't talked about it in weeks.
0: Because we've sort of been bored. I mean, the the acting's great. Yeah. The, it, you know, you want to really like it. There's great actors yeah, in it. Yeah, you want
1: to really like it. And I did. I felt like I was like, yeah, this is the, my new show, Cool Westworld, after the season premiere, at least. Right. You know, but I don't know. I feel like they're just not giving enough. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know.
0: The most interesting, I think, is when they're in the park and you're playing out the different western scenario. yeah, the
1: different narratives, and people are trying to. And Ed Harris's character is interesting, and
0: oh, he's gonna, where he goes with that is gonna be very fascinating. I mean, he plays a really bad guy, but right? As you've pointed out, when we talked about this before.
1: He might end up being like an anti-hero sort of thing. Yeah. because a lot of the things he does is just out of familiarity. Like, he's sort of bored by the experience. He's, like, fucked everybody and raped everybody and killed everybody. And he's a
0: super rich dude, we find out. And And he does this every year. This is a vacation. And he's
1: been coming every year from the beginning so he's like watched the robots grow in technology, yep. and so now he's trying to get to this new place where he, where he, he thinks it's going to be like the ultimate game—the maze they yeah, call it, the maze. So because he's so sort of become so complacent or sort of bored, with right? The, the but then narrative. why does he
0: keep doing? It? I mean, he knows Anthony Hopkins. There's a scene with the two of them that's yeah. a very great scene oh, in yeah. one of the episodes. Um, but I don't know where they're going with that. I would wish they would get to it faster.
1: Yeah, uh, but, Evan
0: Rachel Wood is this plays this robot who's like the main robot, Dolores, and right. her story's been dragging out. But now she's got this guy who's a real person who's falling in love with her.
1: Yeah, and they're falling in love with each other because she's yeah. becoming more and more aware of of not of being. Not just a robot of, you know, feeling like she wants more and wants to yeah. change. And now she's, she went from like simple farm girl to sort of like gunslinger. Yeah. And she sort of did it on her own.
0: Well, cause she has these past narratives. Right. So who knows? I mean, it's, and it's very Blade Runner yes, because, it is. you know, it's the replicas had past memories instilled. Mm-hmm. And so they really believe them and they're real to them. And mm-hmm. at the end of Blade Runner, they talk about that. Who's to say, you know, who
1: is a replicant. Yeah. You don't know, and that's what they did. Find out in this episode with what's his name. Yeah,
0: <laughs> oh, it's much. extremely Blade Runner. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah,
1: that's totally.
0: But it's it, it, so. In that respect, it's you know you want to keep going yeah, with it. Yeah, interesting it's,
1: themes, man. Totally.
0: And it's slow, but it's slow, and I'm not opposed to things being slow. I'm no. more opposed to things fucking with me, which I feel like this. I just think it's... Let me rephrase. I think it's a lazy... It, it, it It's okay to be slow, but there's some laziness going on. Like you said, with the redundant conversations. Yeah, and dialogues
1: and, and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. And some of the actors they cast are just dumb. Some of the yeah. actors are really fucking dumb. Like, how are you... How are, we, how are we supposed to believe that you're some sort of like head of the board of the committee of the Westworld thing. Like what? You you do not sell that at all. And that British yeah. guy who's like the, the fucking torn creator writer guy, struggling writer. Oh yeah. You know, it's just like, Ugh,
0: yeah, the casting is very uneven. It's interesting yeah. because it's, there's some phenomenal actors in it with, Anthony Hopkins and Ed Harrison, and Jeffrey Wright okay. and Thandie Newton is really... She's become she's sort of, she's of the, main, the character. main character.
1: Yeah, totally. She
0: plays a madam. Her narrative has been obviously she's had past narratives that didn't have her a narrative. It, mm-hmm. it looks like a madam, but it looks like as she aged they put her in that role as the older madam. Yeah. But it looks like she was the damsel in distress with the child on the frontier at one For narrative. one
1: point where she's like brutally murdered each time by natives. Yeah. Like savage natives kind of thing. And uh, that's then I mean, she keeps having these like flashbacks to these past lives, past narratives.
0: But she's off the grid because she is. You know, they come in when they try to reset them, and these guys in these spacesuits come in basically and mm-hmm. take people out. And she's no longer falling under that reset because she's yeah. she's tricked these tech guys into helping her because she finds out that one of them is basically screwing the robots on the side or being a
1: pimp to, yeah, which is gross.
0: Yeah. So there's, I mean, but the whole sub world of the company and what they're doing with the robots and everything that gets a little complex. And then there's stiff. The board is against the Anthony Hopkins character and the people that it gets a little too much. It's kind of
1: boring. Yeah.
0: That's why I wish they would focus more on the, actual western narrative because that is more intriguing to me
1: it is for sure
0: so i don't know i mean we're gonna we keep watching it i I don't know if i could recommend it to everybody because it's not one of those things where stranger things we were so excited about it and we were like yes Mm
1: -hmm. watch
0: it Get on board. You'll love it.
1: Everybody watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I mean, yeah. even
0: with leftovers, and leftovers is a hard sell because you've got to stick with it, but it's one of the most brilliant things ever put on television. Yep. I don't feel the same about this. I feel no. like it's very niche. I feel like if you are a fan of Westerns, too, but if you're yep. a fan of sci fi, sci-fi, sci-fi, yeah. you'll, you'll, pr- and, and sci fi. In like the first Alien, Blade Runner, things like that, Mm -hmm. you'll probably take to this. But if you're more of a Cameron fan, I don't know, probably not. James Cameron.
1: Yeah. It's not straight up. No. It's very,
0: you know. Wordy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's Westworld Episode 7, Episode Season Mm -hmm. Uh, 1. Maybe we'll talk about it some more. Maybe we won't. Maybe. Maybe we'll talk about the season finale. They just renewed it today for season two. Great. <laughs> <That's exciting. laughs> See how excited you are. So we, we, uh, we've we got a couple now streaming movies to review. Uh, one of them is Legend of Tarzan and one of them is The Nice Guys. What do you want to start with? I
1: don't know. Do you want the good news or the bad news, folks?
0: <laughs> Let's go bad news first. Okay. Legend of Tarzan it is. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. I mean, it's directed by David Yates who did 5 of the Harry Potter films including the one that's out coming out now, the new one, Fantastic Beasts. Oh, really? Um and Alexander Skarsgård of True Blood stars mm-hmm. as the Tyler role and Margo, Sam Jackson. Margot Robbie, Sam Jackson, uh Christoph Waltz. Christoph
1: Waltz. Yep.
0: Uh, it seemed we wanted to see it. We were kind of like Tarzan. Yeah, fine. Well,
1: first, we were going to go see it in the theaters, and it got bad reviews. And usually, sometimes we're like, "Well, fuck it, we'll still go see it. Go give, give it a review." But then it got like really bad reviews, and we're like, "Yeah, I don't think I want to see that in theaters after all." Yeah. and we were right, man. This movie didn't deliver. It was just a really sort of limp story.
0: It's a, not an origin story. They t- it 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 starts in Africa, but it got, you know you find Tarzan. Uh, as the Lord Greystoke is it Greystoke or Greystone? Greystoke, Greystone, whatever. Uh, in In England. And he's married to Jane, Margot Robbie. Right. And this is eight years post them discovering him in the wild there. And we find out her that she had lived there with her father, who was a teacher. And that's how they met. And so they do the backstory in flashbacks. Yeah, in pieces. Which actually wasn't bad. I thought they actually did... I didn't think it was a bad idea to flash forward right. and do the origin story in, in memories. I thought they... W- did a good job with that Mm -hmm. and then christoph waltz is a basically a greedy diamond hunter who wants to bring mercenaries over to take over and he wants to make an army
1: yeah it's the congo it's the french congo or whatever and uh yeah he has this idea of buying mercenaries to make an army and he needs the diamonds and to get the diamonds he has to uh you know confront this war tribe in the middle of nowhere and he basically says "Uh, i'll get you tarzan for revenge if you let me into your diamond mines and they want
0: tarzan for a specific reason the warlord dude who's played by
1: juman hansu yeah
0: uh As great as always he is. Uh, He, uh, his son was killed by Tarzan, we find. But we also see that flashback of the, there's, it's more complicated why he killed him. Yeah. So he's got, you know, he's sort of tricked these folks into believing that they're not going to enslave the country. And Mm -hmm. uh, Tarzan is tricked into going back with Jane to... As a diplomatic mission, and then he's basically captured. She's captured. He gets out of it.
1: Right, he gets out, but they're both captured, and the tribe that he had lived with or whatever gets sort of ransacked and burned down, and the chief gets killed, and... Margot Robbie's taken, and now Tarzan has to go out into the jungle again and channel his inner Tarzan.
0: Yep, and meet up with his old buddies, the gorillas.
1: Yes, and he has to fight for dominance to get back into the group because they see him as a deserter. Right. Right. And it's all quite boring. <laughs>
0: yeah. I I didn't hate it. I think as much as you.
1: I mean, I liked a lot of the animal parts. I liked the part where there was, there's he has to you know fight with the gorillas and then fight against the gorillas and the CGI of swinging through the vines was pretty cool. Uh huh. There was some like cool stuff. It just wasn't. And but by, by the end of it, you're like, oh, well, this is pointless.
0: It did feel pointless, yeah. and the story kind of just lost it.
1: Yeah, it did. You're just like, okay. And then he fights the Jaman Hansu guy, and then they agree to disagree, and then they both realize that Christoph Waltz is the bad one. Right. Or, you know, or he talks. Really bad one. Yeah, he's bad. And then uh, they go and stop him, and uh, they they don't get the diamonds or the army.
0: It just felt really B- and, I mean, it, it had a huge budget and it had big heavyweights, although I feel like Skarsgård, as hot as he is, mm-hmm. and I like him, I don't think he carry can carry
1: a film. Just on his own. No. I mean, they wanted someone who had that, like, size, like he's 6'5 and fucking jacked and stuff. Right. And So they were probably thinking about that. But, yeah, I don't think that maybe he was the right cast. I mean, physically, yeah, but... Maybe name-wise and just sort of recognition-wise, it might have not been. And
0: acting-wise. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he had the charisma that chops as an actor to not carry really. this off.
1: He doesn't, he's not really that charismatic in person. Like in Conan and shit, yeah. he's kind of dry. He's sort of like a dry, you know, Nordic person. Yeah. Because they, they don't have senses of humor because their lives are so good. The quality, of, <laughs> <laughs> the quality of living so good in those countries <laughs> that they don't have to joke about anything. Yeah. They're just like, yes, it's very good.
0: Well, and I, I I don't think he's as good an actor as his father. No. Stellan Skarsgård. No, um, no. Who's a fantastic character actor. And I think he's... You know, he just he doesn't have it leading as he doesn't have that feel of a leading man. I don't know who they would have put in that role, but it did know. all the more reason why it just felt pointless. You know, I mean, th- there's certain stories we talked about this, too, uh, that they always just keep coming back to over and yep. over again. This is one of Tarzan,
1: them. Tarzan, Robin Hood. They, they always will always revisit it at some. The point. The
0: Lone Ranger. And yep. they've done them dirty these last few ones i mean the lone ranger was a joke The yeah. johnny depp one where well, they made joke. tonto the main character just
1: by default like because he's a fucking johnny depp and they're like this yeah. will bring people and it's like when has johnny depp had a block- box office smash not in years not in fucking years yeah and you're gonna like compromise what is a cool story and could be a really cool movie just because you want johnny depp to be the fucking front of it and you can't make him the lone ranger so you yeah make him tonto so stupid.
0: I mean, and that's what's sad, too, because these stories, The Legend of Tarzan, is a great story. Yeah. You know, I, I don't feel like there's so much attention spent on the CGI. The, mm-hmm. the only one that I've really seen, you know, um, Favreau's version of The Jungle Book was great. I yeah, thought he did cool. a wonderful job with that. The CGI mm-hmm. was incredible. That's the on story. Netflix right now. Yeah, that's, that was really well done and really stayed true, but modernized it. But this just felt like, you know, it's all about showing how cool we can make these gorillas look and fight him. And the story was a great story was made to be reduced to nothing
1: made to be the sort of secondary. Yeah. Yeah, He just sort of goes into I have to save Jane mode. Yeah. And I got to say, Margot Robbie's pretty unremarkable. Yeah. In this movie with her sort of half, halfway American accent.
0: She does a terrible American accent. They
1: always talk about how Americans can't do British accents or vice, you know, or Australian accents. But I don't know. Lately, I've seen a lot of, you know, British Commonwealth actors.
0: Can't do it. Like Cumberbatch is not good at an American accent. His
1: always sounds sort of comical or sort of just caricature, you know. Like, how are you doing there? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like, what? When he played Whitey Bulger, yeah, it did sound like that. Whitey
1: Bulger.
0: I'm the governor <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: of this fair state here, there, pal.
0: I know he's the head of the state assembly.
1: You want to get a freaking slice there, pal? <laughs> Go down oh, to the Harvard Yard. <laughs> park my car the harvard yard
0: yeah it was cartoonish
1: it was it really was <laughs> especially when he's like acting opposite joel egerton who's like in it
0: oh my god and i you know i always bitch about how actors cannot do a boston accent and they can't no. but joel egerton i gotta give it to he him in black it. mass he fucking did it
1: did it incredibly for any anybody yeah i don't care how how bostonian you are that's fucking just good acting man yeah He's, it shows you. I mean, Christian Bale did it okay. Mark Wahlberg's okay. from there, so he can do it no problem. But it's hard.
0: Yeah, it's the toughest it's a one.
1: Really interesting accent to get right. It's,
0: You're getting there.
1: Yeah, I got it okay. You got it okay. It's okay. Yeah.
0: All right, so I would give it, I would frankly doom this movie. I yeah, won't doom, doom it to hell, but I'll, I'll doom it to like a five.
1: Yeah, it's like a five, man. Yeah. I don't know. Watch it. I'd watch it for free if you're just like want to watch a new movie and it's free on Netflix or something. But yeah. even now, I wouldn't even rent it. I wouldn't, I'd say don't spend your money on a rental. Rent the other movie we're going to review,
0: which is The Nice Guys. Yeah. And that is directed and written by Shane Black, who I didn't realize. Did all the Lethal Weapon? Mo- he did. He wrote. He's the, he's there a badass. Yeah. He's uh, doing the new Predator. He, he was wrote, in Predator. He wrote Iron Man three, directed Iron Man three, and did you know that he also wrote Last Action Hero and Last Boy Scout?
1: Last Boy Scout. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I knew that. I, I knew uh, <laughs> about Last Action Hero. And I I didn't know about Les Boystep, but yeah, that dude's been around forever. Yeah, I didn't like realize a that. Heavy in action, '90s action and action movies, and he plays the guy in Predator with the glasses, who's in their like little group. It's like Arnold. yeah, yeah, and he so he was actually brought on uh, as a writer's assistant for Predator, and then they put him in the movie to sort of lighten it up the mood a little bit or some mm. shit like that. Like he he was his character.
0: Well, it stars Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, a caper, kind of an old throwback. Seventies, yeah. yeah. It takes place in the seventies, and Russell Crowe is uh, what is he? He's like a he's an
1: out of, out he's of a shape private but he's detective, but more of like a lone.
0: He's more of like a bounty hunter. He acts more like that,
1: like a, yeah, like a fucking someone you hire to beat somebody up, but he'll also do private detective work and right. Yeah, so he's and he's just sort of you know unseemly unseemly you know character
0: yeah you're not he's definitely an anti-hero and ryan gosling is also a detective he has a daughter he's a single dad he's yeah well he's an opportunist he does what he has to do to survive and they end up inadvertently meeting because russell crowe is paid by a young woman to beat him up and tell him to stop her because he's investigating trying to find this woman. Yeah, Russell Crowe is in, hired by her to get away, get rid of the people who are coming after her.
1: And Ryan Gosling is one of those people. But Ryan Gosling was just hired to find her, not to right. like, hurt her, just to like figure out where the hell she is. And so that's how Russell Crowe and Russell, Ryan Gosling uh, characters meet. Cause Russell Crowe like beats him up and breaks his arm, yeah. you know, and then they ended up, then they end up having to like work together cause they both have a lead on the same person in, from different ways or something.
0: And it, it, it becomes a whole conspiracy thing. The girl ends up being the daughter of the head of the justice department, played by Kim, play by Kim Basinger. Yep. And we find out that she's wrapped up in some series. She's wrapped up in a little porn, but it yeah, leads to. Yeah, the porn to- industry. Yeah like a real cover up of a lot of different things and mob involvement and stuff and they these two guys mm-hmm. who are not really heroes find themselves in it, it, it does do have the a lethal right weapon. Yeah. Yeah, it does
1: have a lethal weaponish thing. It, it, it's it, funny in yep. parts. You know, and it's well written all I'd say across the board just yes. as far as plot progressions go. And also as far as dialogue goes. And they do a good job. This movie didn't do well, no. well at the box office. And I feel like it suffered from sort of But poor, like missed opportunity uh, marketing.
0: Well, and also probably not released at the right time to release this movie in the summer. I think they thought maybe it could be a summer blockbuster because it's a buddy movie. But I I feel like if they released it in March, it would have done really well.
1: Yeah, because it would
0: have been unexpected, and it's actually when you word of mouth when you go see it. It's really good. It's really funny. Well, like, it's clever.
1: I didn't care about this because I felt like it was just another, like, fucking trying ass Hollywood blockbuster until I started reading on the internet that, like, you know what? People always say they want original movies and then no one goes to see the nice guys. And I'm like, what? Why, why yeah. would I see the night? Like everyone's like, yeah, you know, people always say they're sick of superhero movies, and they make a movie like The Nice Guys, and nobody wants to see them. Like, so is Nice Guys good? Or yeah. What? like, and it's like, yes, Nice Guys is a good movie. It's actually a well written, good story, well acted, original story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a fucking superhero movie, and it's not just some whatever crime drama it's like an actual mystery there is, is a crime drama and it's a mystery but it's a mystery yeah it's
0: very snappy the way it, the, the dialogue but also the story moves forward yeah the story it's moves not well boring at all it's the cast of characters are great yep. the choreography of it in terms of the stunts and everything everything just is really well executed mm-hmm. and it is it's kind of a movie where you're like hey shit why didn't we yeah, go see this I would have
1: saw them too, just to support movies like that because you're right because people don't go to see them and they're like, like well i guess we got to make thor 12 yeah instead of like this guy's <laughs> cool script that he wrote you know right but i i definitely would rent it i definitely think everyone should go watch this movie once it's funny it's it is original it's a cool 70s backdrop it is a mystery you don't figure it out before they tell you kind of no either. there's some really there's cool party scenes there's cool oh yeah uh, there's characters. very funny yeah. cool party scenes like yeah. hollywood hills party scene which is really funny in the 70s in the 70s yeah it was cool man yeah it's, it's good they're both ryan and gosling and russell crowe are good together yeah you know i just thought it was going to be the like hacky i thought it was going to be some sort of hacky bullshit you know but uh i feel like if they would have marketed it differently i would have showed up
0: yeah if the, i don't know i don't know i can't i mean they marketed it sort of like a You know, a goofy buddy movie, but it's really smarter than that. It's almost. It is
1: smarter than that.
0: It feels like a 90s movie, though, but a good 90s movie. It's got that sort of fun action throwback
1: yeah and who done it like you don't know and they they keep almost getting there and then getting into trouble and then having to restart again and they have to interview different people and then there's a bunch of people tied in and as the movie goes along they have keep they keep having to go higher up the chain and realizing that it goes deeper and like oh shit this is just the we're just scratching the surface with this porn star it goes way beyond the porn industry to like the justice department you know so that kind of shit it does that's a good formula for uh you know a Crime uh, mystery movie, you know? yeah. It's oh, it's it goes all the way to the top, you know that old that old thing.
0: Well, and it, um, I, I, I think it really is executed extremely well, and mm-hmm. the writing. I mean, again, we talk about this all the time. It goes back to the writing.
1: Yeah, the writing's uh, good.
0: There's a uh, Matt Bomer from uh, White Collar, and also uh, the,
1: um, lots of stuff.
0: Yeah, the Channing Tatum's.
1: Oh, the strip. Yeah, My, Magic Mike. Magic Mike. Yeah, he's a Magic Yeah, he's Mike. a he
0: plays a bad guy in this, and it was it's it's clever casting because you know he's so good looking, mm-hmm. and you don't expect that, but he he's very icy in that portrayal, and he does a really good
1: job. Yeah, and, and he's super like, well, he's so such a pretty boy. So yeah, to have him be like this sort of cold blooded killer is kind of cool. But he
0: does it. I mean, yeah, he's, no, he's the good. He's
1: got acting chops. He no, it's not pretty boy. W- w- uh, notwithstanding, he yeah. does a good job. Yeah, totally.
0: Uh it so uh, yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it i laughed throughout the whole thing
1: yep and it wasn't like you know, hacky joke laughs. It's sort of like, oh man, this is kind of, this is clever. This is cool. Right. And his daughter plays a big part. There's some like Na- Nancy Drew sort of stuff with the daughter. She's
0: completely and, Nancy Drew. Yeah. Yes. And
1: she becomes a part of the investigation. Yeah. Even though Ryan Gosling keeps telling her to wait in the car. Kind yeah. Of
0: and their relationship's really funny. She's yeah. almost like the parent.
1: Yeah. The more responsible one. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that character. She was good. I, she, I, uh, she's
0: a great little young actress. And they too. tied
1: her into the movie really well too like the actual, his daughter as a character.
0: And that could have not been tied in.
1: Well. No, you could have been like, come on with the stupid kid, you know, for sure.
0: Like she actually, her name is Angori Rice. Angori. Yeah. If that's, she's Australian. Yikes. Like Russell Crowe. Um, but she really gave a standout performance. and Yeah.
1: And well, and it ends with them sort of teaming up, like there might be a sequel. Because Ryan Gosling comes in with these ads and it says yeah. the, the nice guys and it has their both of their pictures on it. So it's like, we got more jobs to do now that we're a team, you know, so... It'd be cool to see a nice guys too.
0: You know what would be cool too to see sort of a spin-off like a Netflix series of it cuz it would actually be a good series if it was done the way Netflix does series, you know, well.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, especially if, you know, the big companies pass on doing a sequel cuz
0: Yeah, cuz it didn't make enough money maybe. Yeah,
1: maybe. I, I would watch that as a series. Yeah. Even if it was just like a mini series, like a one season, right. eight episodes thing. That would be cool.
0: What would you give it?
1: I'd give it like an eight and a half.
0: Yeah, I would too.
1: Because uh, I feel like, you know, it's definitely, it stands a- alone as, a, as it's its own movie. And it is a, sort of a throwback to those cool 90s movies you mm-hmm. used to watch. And with writer and director Sherry Black, that guy played such a big part in all of those cool 90s movies. Yeah, he so did. So it's not a surprise that this movie sort of resonates and stands out as just a higher quality crime drama, higher yeah. quality action movie, and higher quality sort of buddy movie yeah. bloody comedy yeah i'd give it eight and a half maybe nine even as its own thing
0: i wouldn't give i'd give it an eight and a half i mean remember how fun lethal weapon was one and two you know fuck yeah that this has that sort of feel it like does. it's action it's definitely action
1: right. it's
0: i believe it's r-rated it is yeah and for sure. I wish they really would just start doing more R-rated movies. They've shown them to be successful. Deadpool was huge success. Yeah, give you know? us a
1: break too. It's like, come on! I grew up on R-rated movies. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen? A whole generation of kids grew up on R-rated movies yep. in the '90s. It's not a big deal. No, nope. and if you don't want them, like, have the parents decide that. You know. Yeah. If they don't want you to watch it, then don't watch it. Right. Like, I remember I went to a kid's birthday party my mom said like, if, you're, if they're going to watch any like graphic movies or she said RoboCop like I don't want you to see RoboCop because yeah, it's violent. fucking super violent and I, I remember I said I was like my mom says I'm not allowed to watch uh. RoboCop <laughs> so we ended up watching Cop and a Half with Burt Reynolds <laughs> <laughs> and luckily nobody cared but then I got then I ended up watching RoboCop and I was like this is fucking awesome I was like fuck you mom you embarrass me well baby. that was
0: a turning point in film violence
1: RoboCop. yeah that was like one really of the most was. violent, it is. It really is. The first Robocop is one of the most violent action movies of the nineties yeah. or ever. Really, eighties, 80s. eighties, 80s? yeah. Oh wow, yeah. Oh, shit.
0: Oh yeah, I remember when it came out, and it was extremely shocking for yeah. those of us who hadn't seen that kind of stuff in film. I mean, but it was cool. I mean, like the way they'd show his hand, his hand blown. Off, I know it like, gets blown
1: off by yeah, the shotgun. We didn't
0: see that before. No, it not, was not that. Definitely level. a
1: turning point. I think that's the, the scene my mom didn't want me to watch. She's like, No, you can't watch this movie. It made me want to watch it more. <laughs>
0: of course. And, and normally that's what like I
1: wouldn't have said shit. I don't know why. I would have been like, Oh, we're all gonna watch Robocop. Yeah, let me just like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was seventeen at the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Well, uh, how old were you? Probably I don't know, eight. Five, six. Five,
0: six. Yeah, it was
1: like this kid's birthday. Oh, that's
0: way too young to watch that movie.
1: Yeah, it was like a kid's party. Even now. I know, even now, yeah, yeah. you should not show that too. It's still kids. it's
0: still a violent movie.
1: It's extremely violent. Yeah. it's awesome awesome now I mean it would have been fun then too right yeah you probably shouldn't show that yeah it was like I was still in Saudi Arabia you know yeah Yeah, it was this five six seven eight maybe
0: yikes well yeah I give it an 8.5 I say watch it
1: totally watch it rent it give it some money yeah it's a good movie
0: it's a good one we want to see more stuff like that with good scripts
1: yeah bring back good scripts again make America good scripts again
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's it for us for this week of the Herald and Modcast. And uh, we'll be back with a lot more reviews and stuff.
1: And stuff.
0: Yep. See you, jerks.